Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, December 1, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's look at it like this. After the tremendous rally day yesterday, it was called, and this is from the trading parlots, a monster rally. Let's look at this thing from a very simplistic viewpoint. What did they do today? They filled the gap. We talked about 409, 410. It's complete. They couldn't or didn't get higher. Doesn't mean they will or can't. We're going to pick apart the stuff on both sides of the fence, the bull case and the bear case. Let's start here. Can this be a Final push higher and a peter out. It's possible, but not probable. Why is that? Because we had a nice, big, healthy volume day on the upside yesterday with what we call institutional participation. They busted through after hovering underneath that 200-period moving average. They had an opportunity to get there a couple of times before that. They hovered, they ate time off the clock, and then they bust through. The amount of time they ate off the clock before they actually made the monster rally yesterday is sufficient enough to say they should and normally will push higher into this current rally leg. But, and there's always a but, they got to a very important place. They filled the gap. We talked about this a couple of dozen times at least. They did it today. They had a reaction back down in the other direction. That's normal garden variety market behavior. When we go over to inside the numbers, you're going to see where the optimal short place was and what happened once they got there. It will also become clear the why behind the optimal place and the pullback. Let's talk about the flip side for a moment, and then we're going to get back to the bull case. We're going to start talking about some dates some targets in terms of prices if they continue the push higher. First, let's focus on the downside for a moment. Let's say they pull back. Let's say they eat time off the clock and pull back. Both can happen. They're basically the same thing. On this daily chart, from an objective standpoint, what are we looking at as the first place of normal garden variety support? How about 402.5, 403? Why is that? Because right here, you have the most recent breakout area. We talk about this over and over and over again. Once a market gets over an area that it had trouble with, and we know it had trouble with it because the market ran up to here, was rejected, went up again to almost the same spot, and was then rejected. Now they bust through. Eventually, they'll come back to run a test of the place they just broke out from. This is something that's taught in the Lazy E-mini Trader course. This is something that happens on all charts. And what else is taught in there is all charts act and react the same way. Doesn't matter whether we're talking about a five-minute chart, a 20-minute chart, an hourly chart, a two-hour chart, a daily, weekly, monthly chart. They all act and react the same way. The chart is just doing the thing that the chart normally does. So let's talk about garden variety pullbacks after a big rally higher. 
So we have now a big breakup candle. Are they going to do one of these things and eat some time off the clock for a few days, pull back a little bit, and then make another attempt or push in the upward or northern direction? That is very possible. We don't know that will happen. That's an awareness at this point that that can happen. It's not out of the ordinary. It is normal garden variety market behavior. Now, can they just continue higher? Can they continue the rally leg and go to some other stuff? Where is the other stuff? Well, the first thing we have is a pivot high over here, 411.73. They're pretty close to that now. I'm not thinking that that's going to be a hugely resistant area if they eat some time off the clock. The likely destination is somewhere up north of that. The next big thing you really have is a breakdown candle high at around 420. However, you also have a gap over here at 422. So somewhere between 420 and 422 is also an interesting place if there's another push higher. Doesn't mean they have to get there. We're picking out the really important stuff. If they're going to push, they're going to be going to a destination. You want to zero in on the most likely destinations. Big fat round number, 420. Breakdown candle high, 420. Nobody would think they could get there. 420 is an important spot. We'll call it 420 to 422. Remember the monthly chart, you also have right above that 422 place, the 20 period moving average on the monthly chart. So right now, as it stands, at least from a visual perspective, they're headed to run a test from the underside, a back test, as it's called, of that 20 period moving average. There's other stuff a little bit higher, but we don't have to worry about that until they get to the first place or not even get there at all. The point is this, time is more important than price. So what do you have in terms of time is what the question is. That's what you really want to know. When is the next turn scheduled to happen? Well, let's think about this logically for a moment. We were looking for a turn coming into the end of November, beginning of December. We got that turn on the last day of November. Is it going to be a one or two day turn or is it going to be a one or two week turn or more? Remember, you have the holiday seasonality thing kicking in. Are we going to get a Santa Claus rally? Are the markets going to trade up all the way through the end of the year into January? Here's my take. I don't think so. There's another important turn or another important potential turn, I'll say. Another important date or cycle, if you will, right around, we'll call it mid-month. So whether or not the market trades up into that time frame or not remains a mystery at this point, but it's something you want to put on a sticky note. We may have two weeks more of this rally phase and they can get a lot done on the upside in two weeks or they can just go sideways for a week, have another surge up or not at all. Here's the point, and I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth. I'm not saying they could go up and they could go down. What I am saying is we're getting into that place where A, we're looking for an important time frame. Right now, the next important time frame I have is about two weeks away. We're looking for an important price, and right out of the course, lazy e-mini trader, what we're also doing is looking for the signals and sign of a trend change. So here's an example. 
If the market continues up at some point in the near term, we're looking for a gap and crack, a tail, meaning a good healthy tail on the daily chart. We're looking for a sign or signal of a trend change. Maybe it's a doji candle. Maybe it's on time into an important price with one of these signs or signal of a trend change that would constitute a full stack. That's what we're looking for to take the short that everybody's looking for. Granted, I wanted the long out of that low. They ran away with the Fed Kabuki Theater nonsense. Here we are. You take the market that's in front of you. You don't worry about the market or the day you might have missed, the run you might have missed. You didn't miss anything. There's another trade around the corner. I guarantee it. What about inside the numbers? Where was the trade today or trades inside the numbers? Well, let's check it out. Happy Thursday. Markets had a monster rally on the back of a well-planned and orchestrated, under-the-radar but highly anticipated Fed speech. You can do your own math on that one. In layman's terms and in the trading parlance, that was what was called a goose operation yesterday. Also known as the catalyst to get the next leg higher underway, where's the obvious next target? The one we keep talking about in the videos, the gap left open around 409. They didn't get there yesterday. They got there today. They spiked it and they pulled back. Normal garden variety. You'll see more of that in a few moments. Let's keep the upside stuff simple. 410 is a big fat round number. It's magnetic and will eventually draw price in. Sometimes they come up just short. Other times they spike them through. Either way, the door opens for 410 once and if above, 408.85 on candle closes. 411.73 is that pivot high we talked about. They weren't there today. 410 was the number today. The awareness is there could be a vacuum to the downside because they had a tremendous up day. That means there's like a black hole under the market. One spark in the other direction, and we've seen this many times, and they fall through the trap door and everything unravels from yesterday. It could happen. It didn't happen today, but it's an awareness. 405 would be some support when they pull back. After that, it's down to 402.75, give or take. 405 is a semi-fat round number. A lot of times they come up shorter, they spike them, and then they bounce off of them. So remember a couple of numbers, 410 and 405. Sounds simplistic, but pay attention, get out your sticky notes. We think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. High of day, 410 on the button. Those big fat round numbers draw a price in. They're magnetic. And this one was certainly overhead resistance. What was the other side when they pull back? How about 405? That's a 50 point ES or S&P pullback, five SPY points, 410. The 405, ping pong, sighted at zero dark 30 in the morning. Normal garden variety retracements are customary at some point. So what we're saying here is, while they're rallying, they don't just run away. It doesn't work like that. Normal garden variety pullbacks are part of the market behavior, no matter what's going on. We had a short day today inside the numbers, so there was just a morning session and that was it. Had somewhere to be and that was the deal. Didn't make any difference. The market went sideways most of the day anyway. Question is, can you get a morning trade during the rush hour? About 9 o'clock. Opening above 409 starts with the extra bullish case. Remember, 
410 is big, fat, and magnetic. They can spike it, come up short, and sit on it. Awareness. Okay, fair enough. 921. Hanging around 409, no surprise. They could ramp up some more. They could pull back. We don't know at that point. They're up so high from where they were just hours earlier before the Kabuki Fed thing yesterday. You have to be vigilant. All right, let's see what else we have. 922. If a trader is looking for a scalp short trade, and scalps are this. This is the way we treat them anyway. A trade starts as a scalp with potential. We take some profit along the way. We're able to hold a trailer or a portion of the position, half the position, whatever a trader chooses. And what it does is once we have a profit in our pocket, we protect the rest and we turn it into what's called a risk-free, emotionless trade. So before the opening bell, once again, trader looking for a short scalp trade, spike of 410 would normally have a reaction back in the other direction. The risk is running all the way to the pivot high around 411.75. You have to know the risk before you get into the trade. If you get into the trade not knowing the risk, you have the setup for what's called in the trading parlance an emotional breakdown because you don't understand what's going on if the market's going in the other direction or what's called away from you or against you. It would normally have a reaction back in the other direction. So I leave this one as trader's choice. Not everybody likes the short trade right out of the gate when it's a bullish tape. It's not an easy trade, but certainly it's a trade. It doesn't matter whether they're falling or whether they're rising. Important numbers, more often than not, and we use the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time the same stuff happens over and over and over again, and the market's going to have a reaction at important numbers over and over and over again 80% of the time. That's just the way it works, or more. So let's see what else we have. 950, the tape is slow. However, if they run up to and spike 410, they're likely to react back down still for a scalp. I'm just saying the trade is still active. And by 10 o'clock, we had the 10 o'clock economic data kabuki situation. What happened? They spiked it right up to 410 on the button and the reaction. There it is one more time. Some traders got in. Some traders like the front run. Some traders are waiting for a spike through. Personally, I was waiting for the spike through. So they left me at the altar. Fair enough. That's the life of a trader. However, what I'm happy to hear is I know for a fact some traders in the room got it and other traders from inside the numbers got it because when a trade like this happens and this one was called after the fact, in the trading parlance, we call this one a whopper. So they like to email me accordingly. It's a happy thing. I get it. I like to hear the results. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. As I was wrapping up the morning session, I gave all the numbers for the day. And by the way, let's not forget, 405 was another number. 1014. 405.75 can be support. If not, they'll go to 405 in between can produce a bounce as well. If it's a real failure, they go down to 40260. 405 was the spot. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, double check the work to see if this is something you think you can benefit from. I think you can benefit from it, but you have to believe that you can benefit from it. Stocks on the move. Let's check out what happened today. We'll take a look at Salesforce, which is CRM, VSCO, Victoria's Secret. You got to love them secrets. We'll take a look at DG, Costco, 
then we'll leave Hormel off. HRL didn't hit its objective. It's off the board. It's a no trade. Salesforce getting its haircut at the opening bell. You see what happened. There's the zone, 146.35, 143.87. They come into the zone. They spike the zone. They rally back to the top end and above the zone. So therefore, it is, by definition, a successful trade. The numbers work. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Victoria's Secret, same routine. First number didn't work. It was the second number. They came down to it. They came up short, rallied back, screwed traders over that were waiting for it. But as you can see, the number worked. They bounced off of it and had a nice rocket ride away. Sometimes they don't do it in the manner in which you prefer, but nevertheless, they did it anyway. Dollar General, they came up short and bounced, finally did it and bounced. So the numbers worked. Again, this one is the manner in which they didn't do it in the manner in which. Look, this one in this candle came up 232.11, and this candle, the low was 231.91. The entry was 231.65. Stuff happens. Costco didn't work. It was a shit burger. It's a big number, meaning it's a big stock. So when you see a number like, hey, the stop out was. 509 and the stop actually happened down more like 505 by the time it happened all the way down here at 1030 in the morning 1030 the let's just say the closing candle is 502 the high was 504 when you look at that and you divide by five and say look if it was a hundred dollar stock it was down a couple of bucks that was the exposure it's not that big of a deal but yet it's still in the classification of a shit burger and the trade didn't work my numbers were incorrect it was wrong. We can't win them all. We win most of them. One positive out of this one was, and Jordan did great guidance in the room on this. So he was able to get out of this trade, either break even or with a gain by managing the trade in real time. So that's a helpful situation. So it wasn't a shit burger for Jordan and other participants in the room, but by the numbers, for me, it was a shit burger. Camp IWM, no change from yesterday. They're still challenging the most recent high up here. They have yet to bust through. So there's no change in the terminology that we've got relative weakness in the IWM. And that's as compared to the S&P 500. Remember, so all the same market scenario. So today was a nothing day. It was a flat day. Up a few points, down a few points. After a day like yesterday, it's a flat day, and it's totally fine for the bull case. You don't have to go up every day. So the fact that the market was not rejected is the takeaway, which means that they're hovering at a place, they're building some more energy to make another move. How long that takes is an open question at this point. But not being rejected is something that we have to notice, put on the sticky note, it's a puzzle piece on the table. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Similar situation, not over the most recent highs yet, but still in a bullish formation above all the moving averages. Pullback day, but it's not a rejection day. Those are two different things. The market is still building energy to get to another place. When you look at the weekly chart, you can see pretty clearly what they're doing is running sideways, eating time off the clock, in a bullish, flaggish kind of formation, setting up for another move higher. Can they come back down? Absolutely. You have a big-time breakup candle. It's not out of the ordinary, and we know this dozens and dozens, hundreds, thousands of times. They can come down to run a test 
of the low of that breakup candle. Now that's the risk in one of these bull flag patterns. So if you think about it, a bull flag pattern is this. Here's your flagpole, and the flag runs sideways for the most part near the highs, like this, like it's doing. Now, the risk is if you buy this, waiting for the breakout, and all of a sudden, they screw you over and they run a test of the low of the breakup candle, well, there goes your flag pattern, but that doesn't change the overall bullish nature until and unless they give up on daily close in this case, or weekly close in this case, that big time breakup candle. So that's what you have to know about those bull flag patterns. There is a lot of risk, but there is a lot of reward. With risk comes reward, with reward comes risk. That's just the way the market works, which is also the way life works. Any new information from the Q people? Nope, same routine. They're in the same place they were yesterday, flat day, down eight cents. Nothing you can do with that. Everything we said last night holds true. They didn't do anything other than try to poke their head up above. They did that. They closed basically where they did yesterday. Therefore, there's nothing we can do with it. We just move it along. XLF, no new information. They tried to break out to another new high or recent high today. They were slightly pulled back or rejected a little bit. I hate to use that term after we just had the markets weren't rejected conversation. So all we're saying is this was just a little pullback down a quarter, 25 cents, seven tenths of a percent up above all the moving averages. There's nothing wrong with this particular market. When you look at the weekly chart, it's very similar to the transport people where they're just running time off the clock around the 100 period moving average in this case, trying to stay above it. It's acting as a guideline. It's a bullish picture. $37 is the next objective. And then after that, 38 and a quarter. I think we talked about that one at least yesterday or the day before. Smash mouth, weekly chart, same routine, no new information, just a slight pullback from yesterday after trying to bust out, but this is not a rejection. One more time, just to reiterate, this is bullish. They just didn't have enough juice in the tank to continue up. They went up tremendous yesterday, a pullback or some sideways consolidation, eat time off the clock, build some new energy is really what's likely in store or needed for the markets. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not even possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.